Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Have We Made It Yet? Uh, the podcast where two creatives talk about our journey in making it. Uh, my name is Lucas, the actor, and I'm joined by my co-host. Josh Yang, the comedian. What? What? Um, and it, as we go through every episode with the, with the, the major questions that we answer through every episode, Mr. Josh Yang. Have you made it yet? I have not made it, but now I'm not making it in HD, which is great. So I've, as you can probably tell, this looks better than usual because I bought a webcam. I'm not gonna, Whoa. I'm not gonna force the audience to see just pixelated versions of myself anymore. Now you can see it in high def. So that's good. That's an improvement. Josh, you um, look crisp AF. Yeah, super, super crisp. Uh, but yes, enough about me, Lucas. Uh, have you made it yet? Um, no. Um, but it's, since we're talking about gear, I recently purchased a ring light because oh. every audition that we go through now is going to be self-tape auditions. And so I want the most illuminating light on me as possible. And this lamp light that I have here now ain't gonna yeah. cut it. Not no, good. No, 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 too, no, no, no. too much uh, yellow light. Yellow light doesn't doesn't look very good. Not good off my skin tone, man. Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, you look really crisp. Like that shirt Be- pops because man. of the. Oh, thank you. It's because it's been in my closet for three, four months. I've been wearing nothing but like tank tops and and like old shirts most of the time while quarantined so everything everything that i wear that's nice is still nice are you wearing pants though no but that's oh. but that's besides the point <laughs> that's besides the point dude I, I can't believe it we're almost like almost at episode 20 oh yeah 20 so that's five months wow five, five months. months five months of people listening to us of some people listening to us, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, Josh. Yes. Our guest today. Oh, my God. Oh, my oh God. God. Okay. So, we have a great guest today. Um, just a brief intro about our guest. Uh, I first met her when um, we were first doing our wardrobe fitting for a commercial that we filmed together. Mm-hmm. Um, her and I sat beside each other, and we chatted away but I didn't really know uh, we were going to be scene partners at all until we were given like the rundown of the script and everything like that and the breakdown and all that too. So at that wardrobe fitting, we chatted a bit more and through that, I realized she's actually like a veteran in the acting game. 
with a lot of insights and experiences on stage and also in film too. So she's nice. done it all like on stage again and also on film too. Um, on the day of the shoot, I was her on-screen husband in the national Etsy campaign. What up? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I really realized that's what they say when you're on the film set, you go hurry up and wait. Cause we just waited the whole day. And it was great though. Like, we were waiting around, we got to go to wardrobe, we got our nails did, and then finally, we actually got to shooting, which was actually really fun because she was really experienced and kind of like, if she didn't know this, she was like guiding me along the way on how to actually do things because I'm a beginner, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's a talented actress who has worked as a stage performer on the Disney Cruise Lines, and more recently, you might have seen her as the role of mom in the hit TVO series, Cutie Pugs. It's a great show, by the way. If you have kids, great show to watch. Um, she's currently in production for a feature-length film called The Swan. So look up for her when she, uh, when that movie finally gets released because it's COVID season, so everything's delayed. So yeah. look up for her in The Swan. Uh, please give it up for Jeannie Wong. Hey. Wow, you made that sound a lot more impressive than, <laughs> than I feel. <laughs> it is impressive. Oh, my God. We have a star here. Oh, stop. And that was, uh, and uh, yeah, I couldn't tell that you were a beginner on that Etsy commercial. That was, you were awesome. Oh my God. Thank you for guiding me. Yeah. Was, was Lucas just telling everybody, Hey guys, it's my first time. I really like loving the experience. No, he was like fist bumping people. <laughs> Everything Strutted. was dope. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that, I could totally see it. A hundred percent. I could see it. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> uh, but you forgot to mention a gr another great thing about hurry up and wait on set <laughs> craft services. That is the best part. So I mean, hair true. and makeup is nice, <laughs> but craft services. So true. They, they legit had a truck out there. So like you can go in and get your granola bars and pieces of gum if you want to. Right. But then they would come around and serve you. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you feel big time you're just exactly. like oh thanks yeah. it just appeared yeah yeah yeah, yeah. gonna have anything but <laughs> uh miss genie Wong, have you made it yet um no <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a way to go uh -huh. um but i i do you know i think it's important to always and this is like a newer thing for me. I've been doing a lot of reading and uh, just trying to appreciate how far I've come. So it's not mm -hmm. always about looking forward and being like, ah, oh, I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't gotten there yet. It's also important to be like, I haven't gotten there yet, but from where I was, I've mm -hmm. gotten here. Yeah. And and I think that that's one of the things that I've been trying to do is more give myself like three month goals. Mm -hmm. So you have your year goal and then you kind of do uh, 90 day goals. And then in that 90 because then it's more tangible. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> my goals for 2020 have kind of gone out the window a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but who knows? I might, you know, those these few short months can really just cram it in there. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, like uh, one of my goals was that I was going to book a, a gig, you know, once a month. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was going to average, you know, around three grand. So, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the year, I was going to make $36,000 just from acting. Mm 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was just, that was my goal for end of 2020. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so then when you break it down to 90 days, I was like, you know, I want to be able to, uh, you know, book three gigs at least and mm -hmm. average around $9,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, didn't quite happen. <laughs> the first <laughs> quarter wasn't it bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was going to be a promising year. I, I, I mourned that a little bit. That that was uh, that was hard because it, it was uh, going to be a good year. What I yeah. thought anyway, um, but yeah, like it it still could be, you know. Yeah, exactly. People are hungry for entertainment, so uh -huh. you know when things open up. I hear apparently things have, um, you know, a friend of mine booked something, and they said that it's going to be shooting next week. It has not been confirmed because I was like, huh. what day exactly? Yeah. And is it going to be in Ontario or are they going to Manitoba for this? Right, right. Um, she, it hasn't been confirmed, um, but it's hopeful. Huh. Um, in the movie that we're in, The Swan, we did have a, a meeting with the director um, maybe about a month ago and they were mm -hmm. saying optimistically and I've been watching all these you know casting directors the E1 entertainment and stuff and mm -hmm. they're saying op optimistically August oh, so really? yeah so like they're gonna sort of let us know in June July permits and like all that stuff and then right. so if we can start shooting in August that still gives you know August September October yeah, and yeah. if there's a lot of content because there's a lot of stuff that was partially finished like they're mm -hmm. gonna want to yeah. finish it yeah yeah um and commercials for christmas time like they're gonna need they need people they need yeah. us they need us lucas god that's so inspiring they need us. yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god we're gonna be swimming in it so soon oh they're gonna be like please please do, do our edition not theirs and yeah. oh, wow <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully they look for Asians with mullets. That's the main thing. That might be, okay, in all honesty, one of the things that they've been saying is that they don't want, uh, they want like a realistic look, right? So like mm -hmm. if most people have long shaggy hair, do you know, everybody's got COVID cuts. They don't want some clean cut looking dude rolling up. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to connect with that person, right? Nobody. Exactly. Especially in commercials. They want relatable people. Mm -hmm. So COVID cuts for all. Josh, we got this. <laughs> Jeannie, we got this. That was a really yeah. good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a good catch. Throwing. As they would say in improv. Throwing back yeah. high fives, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, back when you first started going into acting and everything, uh, when you first put yourself out there, what was your original markers to say that yes i have made it in this field mm. you know i think when i first started i didn't i i wasn't wise enough to like have markers i was just like oh i'm gonna be famous oh i'm gonna be making i'm gonna roll in it i'm gonna make this you know because i kind of started as like a teenager that's when i first started yeah. with mm. this stuff um and then, you know, you get told, you know, by parents, it's unrealistic and, and it does seem mm -hmm. unrealistic. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I'm young. It doesn't matter. I'll do whatever. Yep. I just want to drink. And so I, I drank, um, <laughs> there was a lot of drinking. <laughs> so in my, you know, yeah, I went to Western. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. That's... And, and not for, you know, the, the business school, <laughs> I didn't make it in there. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah and then so then when i came came out that's when i was like okay so i've got a lot of debt 
Mm-hmm. And I still want to do this because that's what I've told everybody I want to do. Because right. uh, I had said that I wanted to be a lawyer as well. That's sort of like how, like, that's what you tell the Asian parents. And then I came out and I was like, I drank all my education. <laughs> I, 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 I ain't going to be a lawyer. Um, <laughs> what I can try still is the acting thing. Uh-huh. And uh, so then I was trying to do that. And, and that's when I landed with um, Disney Cruise Line, mm-hmm. which was amazing sort of stroke of luck um open call audition had no idea what it was going to be like sorry it was open call and you just applied and yeah it was um i don't even remember it wasn't actors access it was something i can't even remember it was some other like old thing i don't it was a long time ago it wasn't mandy Um, or anything it was before Mandy. Oh wow! <laughs> you can imagine. Okay. Um, so anyway, it, it just had open calls on there, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I just applied. I, I, I was working at my family's business selling flooring, which I did not like, mm-hmm. and I was like, I am taking the day off. Uh-huh. and I might not come back. <laughs> so I left and I just like, and it was open call. So it took forever. So originally I was like, Oh, I'll be gone for an hour, two hours, three hours. And I was just like, I'm going to be coming back. So it wow. anyway, so we just went in, you know, you had your headshots, you know, back then, you know, when you saw the show with your hard copy headshot and your resume stapled uh-huh. in four spots. And um, yeah, it, it was just, you know, we did a dance, little move movement um and then they it it was it was bizarre because they were like let me see your your profile and they were like "Mm -hmm." and they were like discussing like they were comparing it to these sketches and i was like Mm -hmm. i thought that they were looking at like snow white pictures i was like i i think they were looking at me for snow white (laughs) (laughs) yeah somebody else with a little bit more experience because i think he had he was a costume designer on the cruise line, like a previous contract. And now he was trying to be in entertainment Uh and he was like, um, it's Mulan. They were looking at for sure. Uh (laughs) It is definitely not Snow White. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I remember like, I hadn't even seen that movie yet Mm -hmm. and they, they called me and they offered me this role and I was like, yeah, I was so excited. I told my mom and she was like, no. And I was like, (laughs) You don't get to say that. Oh, uh, yeah. It, like it caused it caused rift. They're like, "How much are they paying you?" That's not enough, and uh-huh. you know. And I was like, "It's what I want to do." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was amazing. Like it it worked out. I mean, it wasn't a lot of pay, but room and board, everything was paid for. So uh-huh. I I paid off all my student loans in one year. Wow. Uh-huh. I went back a second year to to make some money, uh, which uh-huh. I was able to to save, and then. Um, and then I didn't want to go back, but they called me again because the first two contracts I was in, it was, uh, it was just the same three locations. It was just the three day cruise, mm-hmm. three and four day cruise. But then the second or the third time they called me, um, it was for their first transatlantic and we were going to be going the seven day cruises and the 10 day yeah. cruises. And we wow. were going to go past the you know through the atlantic six days at sea past the bermuda triangle so it was gonna be it was gonna be pretty epic and uh yeah we were gonna spend the summer in italy france and spain and i was like all right i'll do it (laughs) this one one more time um Um, yeah do you ever miss it 
Um, you know what? I always said that I, if I could do the job on land, I would do it forever. Mm, but true, true, true. ship life is not is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And there was a there. It, I I realized I learned that um, anyone I live with, I I won't be able to stand. Doesn't matter how good of friends I was <laughs> with them before. Yeah, yeah. I will definitely dislike them by the end. So it oh. kind of ruins the friendship. <laughs> Um, you know, I have yeah. three contracts. Uh, I mean, not in a terrible way, but it was just like by the end of the cruise, by the end, and you know, the last month, everybody's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna miss you," and blah blah blah, and all this stuff. So you kind, everybody kind of makes up. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely a phase in there where you're just like, "Oh my god, I can't be on here anymore." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, I, I can only imagine because like the lo- close living quarters and everything like that. You're seeing the same group of people. And in terms of even performing arts, you have to really trust the people you're with. And if you ever have any tension between you two, it's going to break up the kind of camaraderie around the performance. Yeah. And it's, and it's live uh, performance. So every day is different and you're doing some of those shows. I mean, well, any night that you're doing a show because of the seatings for the cruise line, you always have to do two mm-hmm. of the same mm-hmm. show in one night. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, if something happens in between uh-huh. that break, you know, the first show is going to be very different than the second show. Yeah, but yeah. that's all part of the fun. Like, I love musical theater. I love theater. Uh-huh. Um, that live feeling is is mm. something you, you can't replicate, yeah, really, in, in film. No doubt. Yeah. Did you have any uh, musical theater experience before doing the Disney Cruise? Not really. Oh. I I mean, I enjoy singing. I had like I played piano, like you know. Yeah, like everybody. Asian, Asian. Yeah, I, I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> but I realize now how good it made my ears. Like I didn't appreciate mm. it at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah. after when I stopped playing, I was just like, why can't I hear those notes anymore? <laughs> like, why can't I harmonize? Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. don't know why I just had a southern accent there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I it it definitely helped. Um, I was considered a character, so I wasn't. I didn't sing live. Like I just mm. did. I didn't have any solos. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a very good dancer, but luckily, you know, they were very patient, and and I was able to, you know, get through it. And 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 it's amazing. So one of the things that you did for Mulan, mm-hmm. the 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 main show that I was, I guess, I was hired for. Um, there was this number where there was stage combat and there was like sort of like a stick fighting scene and they did it to uh, let's get down to business. Uh So where they were fighting with the sticks and there was this one uh, sort of sequence where you had the stick and you were kind of twirling it around and you twirled it behind your back and stuff. And it took us a really long time to learn it, right? Like Uh as a group, because we also, as an ensemble, everybody has to hit the same mark at the same time. (laughs) So every night, before the show, we'd always have a fight call and we would practice that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and we got danger pay. That's Ooh. right. I think it was like 25 bucks a month. Nice. Oh. <laughs> um, but so yeah, dangerous. it was, yeah, it was danger pay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I, it, muscle memory is a very weird thing because, you know, I had this, my son had found this stick in the back <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if I could still do that. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. And, and I was able to figure it out. I was just like, like, I'm sure my counts were off, but I was like, I can do this. Still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah, maybe for the promotion weird. of this of this episode, we'll try to get you a video of you when you're <laughs> yeah, maybe. doing the... Okay. 
How is that? How was that experience in terms of like having an ensemble cast specifically for like Mulan and and like how big was like the the Asian port cast? Uh, it was. It wasn't. Yeah. So um, they. Yeah. It 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 was. Um. So everything is tracked. I mean, like uh-huh. like theater, right? So you have a track. So some. So like, I was. I played a paparazzi in the beginning number and then I was Mulan and then I would go on to play another what did I do I don't think I did much oh I did like puppetry um like for tentacles I did that like I didn't have a big track but Mm. it was like um ethnic wise there was um the Asian girl so I didn't you didn't have to be Chinese I just happened to be Chinese like my understudy was Korean Mm. um and then so there was usually two like Asian and then the other Asian would have been Filipino mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. Filipina and she would be Pocahontas oh. and then like you you like I could look at a cast photo and I would be able to say like oh that's Pocahontas that's Mulan that's Nala right. that's you know whatever whatever the roles are like it's mm-hmm. very specific exactly the look that they're going for mm. um, and yeah it it I mean, when, after I had left, that's when I think Tiana, Princess Tiana came on. So I think the first Mm. black princess was there. So then there was like the first, I guess it was just an addition of, of another black crew member because there was like the Nala and the Simba were black. Mm. And then there was like one other singer that was sometimes they, they wanted her to be black, but then every (laughs) once in a while, if they couldn't fit the, like it was more of a vocal thing. Yeah. It was. Yeah. But, Oh, so there weren't, there weren't like, what happened to Shang? Did Shang get cut? Shang was a white dude with Uh, a wig. Oh, and there it is. Eyeliner. And eyeliner. <laughs> eyeliner. That was it. <laughs> That's... That was it. Ooh. Well, I so mean... at least there was no like bronzer. <laughs> so that true. I guess that's good. I guess. <laughs> but yes, eyeliner and uh, like a a wig bun, a huh. black wig bun. Yes. It it wasn't offensive then. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? I mean, it, it was, wasn't. It was. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but uh, well, hopefully it's better. Hopefully now they actually have a a Shang in there, and then so so then it makes sense, I guess, because if your cast is kind of small, everybody has very specific roles. Then, like you mentioned, everybody would do background for everybody other everybody yes. else's different you know songs yeah. and, and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. All so right. that's the thing, right? So like, I think yeah. the Shang also played. I don't know what his track. I think that was his main thing because that was his main solo, but then he also played. Because then it's also not just the uh, one show. Mm-hmm. And when you only oh, have, like, yeah. you, 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 you know, I think there was, like, maybe 30 of us, right? Mm-hmm. So out of those 30, you kind of had to be able to mix and match us to mm. do whatever, whatever it took. Yeah. Oh right. God. Yeah. Um, so just, like, back to the shows that are actually on land now that yes. you are – that you did before. Um, I watched a few episodes of Cutie Pugs. They're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, great seven-minute episodes and everything like that. So it's like yes. short and digestible and everything. Um, yeah. Can you go into the whole process of how you booked it, the auditioning process, and filming the 26 episodes that you guys have to do for your contract? 
Yeah. So it was actually, I think it was like my first self tape and I did a a self tape audition. Um, and they, they liked it. So -hmm. then they asked me, they gave me a call and I guess it was basically between me and another mom, but, Mm. but it was like a set, right? So it was like, they basically cast the girl first, the little girl. Mm. So I was kind of lucky that they went with the Asian mix versus Ooh. the latino mix because i think that mm-hmm. that's what they were saying is the other g- little girl was half spanish uh-huh. and they definitely wanted diversity so they 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 went with riley because she was a little bit more ethnic looking no okay okay nice uh, yeah <laughs> I, th- I thought you were so, gonna say she was a little bit more experienced it's like more <laughs> ethnic <laughs> I mean, she, I mean, I mean, if you watch the episode, she's wonderfully talented. I mean, she's a little six year old girl and (laughs) it was amazing, but uh, like sometimes that's what it comes down to. Right. It's not that, you know, I never saw the other little girl. I'm sure she was wonderful too, but sometimes it just comes down to look. Unfortunately, that's the, that's the industry. (laughs) And, and it's one of those things that you kind of, you kind of have to take the good with the bad, right? Sometimes it's going to work in your favor, mm-hmm. like it did this time. Um, and other times it's not going to, and it's not because you, you know, you don't, you're not talented and it's not because mm. you, you, you did crappy that day. It mm-hmm. was because they just wanted a different look. Yeah. Or like one producer wanted another look. Right. Uh-huh. And then like, I- and, I'm sure you guys built a camaraderie around your whole team because it's 26 episodes through and through. How was that filming process? Yeah. Like, Oh yes. Uh, so it was, we had to base it around the pugs. So the pugs were, are, they're like two weeks old. So there's this Aww. tiny little window <laughs> where the pugs um, are, I guess, easier to influence and they're less curious. Mm. So uh-huh. they will actually do what you kind of ask them to do, like where their eyes, <laughs> I think it's like their eyesight isn't that great. So they're still following their sense of smell. So you're yeah. able to wrangle them a little bit more. And we actually had an animal wrangler. Oh yeah. The cutest job ever. Um, <laughs> and she, and she was able to get them to do these amazing things. So um, the cat, uh, the crew and would go to the breeder first shoot, mm-hmm. you know, as much pug stuff as possible, doing different things. Like the, mm-hmm. I think they had thousands of hours of just like pug footage. Oh, I thought it meant thousands of pugs, but. <laughs> no, but we did. I think there was there was a few litters that we went through, and then we had yeah. to pause. Like it took such a long time to shoot because mm. we would shoot, but then the pugs would get too old. Then we'd have to wait for the next litter, mm-hmm. and of course, we were always respectful of you know when they were tired, when they needed to be with their mom, when mm-hmm. you know all these things. So there were a lot mm. of breaks in between. Yeah. Um. So you know, like we, you know, we were just we had to be available and ready. So mm-hmm. that when they were like, okay, now it's t- this, the, the time is right for the, you know, for the actors to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also because we we're working with the little girl as well. Mm-hmm. We had to respect mm-hmm. her, you know, her needs and, and whatever it was. And sometimes it took a little bit of cajoling uh-huh. maybe to do certain, certain scenes, you know, like playing in the mud or whatever. And she was like, I, I don't want to get dirty. I don't want to get mud all over me yeah, or yeah. like, I don't want, or sometimes, I mean, we all know how often it is when they're just like, you did great. Now do it again. Uh-huh. You did mm. great. Now do it again. You're like, why do I have to do it again? Yeah. 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 
right? Like, uh-huh. um, so for for a, a little girl, and again, she was she was so mature, oh, okay. um, and and so great for the most part. But uh-huh. sometimes you can see, you know, they don't have the type of stamina that that you do as an adult, or oh yeah, you know, usually they don't, and hopefully you have more stamina than a six year old. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's but, yeah. so true. Yeah. Like, I remember one of the major cliches that I've heard of filming is the hardest three things to ever work with is um, our animals, small children, and working outdoors. And within your show, you had three of those things, too. Right. And we actually, in one episode, we had a baby, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they they, they did some some stuff. They, they took some risks. And, oh. uh, it, like they, they juggled the babies. Like they, yeah. they were like doing risks. With yes. The, yes. The like risky business. Stunts, uh, stunts no, you know, just like having the baby and then, and then luckily the baby, you know, cried when they were supposed to cry oh, okay. or like just, just like the reaction. Right. Because you're, yeah. you know, Oh, now the baby's fussy. Give her back to her mom or whatever, you know? And sometimes the baby's like, ah, I'm not fussy at all. <laughs> and you're like, oh, mm, how can you, they, or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Was it was it usually twins? Because from what I can tell, like it, whenever there's a baby involved, yeah. they always try to get twins because you can just swap one one right. Right. In. When one gets fussy, yeah. uh, no, we didn't we didn't need to do that this time. Oh, okay. So it was just one baby. I mean, again, seven minute episode, right? So mm. um, we were able to really like, and when when we needed a break, they would just break. Mm. They would do whatever if the baby took you know a nap. We'd wait until the baby woke up or, you know, and, and we would do other scenes and, and stuff like that. So it, it, it was an extensive process. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took, it took, I think, a year and a half just to shoot all the episodes. And we would do them as a, oh. like a block at a time right, where the right. actors would go up. But also it was a little girl that was mainly in it, right? Like Riley Deedee, she was the main person. So she would be up there a few, you know, probably like a week before I would go. Mm-hmm. And me and mm-hmm. the dad would go and then they would kind of just plug us in where, where they needed us. Oh my God. You had a year and a half of consistent acting work. That's awesome. Well, I mean, it was like, you know, you're, you're up in Woodstock for a week and then nothing for like three months. And then you're oh. like, Oh, we've got another week for you. So, uh, I mean, it took that, it took them a year. Mm, I wasn't okay. needed the whole yeah. time. Uh-huh. Still, that's cool. But still, that yes. Yeah. It was a season. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds awesome. Um, just when I was doing my own research about, about you as the actor and, and so many different like facets of you, um, I just saw one of your posts uh, you had on Instagram and you had the Greek word. Um, I'm probably going to butcher that word, but uh, Meraki. I, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's like Meraki. Yeah. Meraki. And then it's also, you know, just basically like putting yourself into your work. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that really like a really, um, a really powerful statement just because of being an actor, you have to be the most authentic and the most real form of yourself has to be in front of other people. So you're literally putting yourself into your work. Um, can you go into some instances in your acting work where you feel the most authentic with yourself and, and how that breakthrough happened? Um, I think one of the sort of best things, and I don't know if it was because, you know, suddenly 
the acting world was getting more diverse mm -hmm. or if it was because now I'm in that sweet spot where I'm a mom and I am a mom. Mm -hmm. um, but I found that when I did decide to come back after having, you know, two mat leaves and working, you know, like I, I had taken a break for about five years where I did oh, no wow. acting at all. Mm -hmm. And when I was like, you know what, we're not having another baby at this point. <laughs> Mm -hmm. let's just get some headshots. Let's just, you know, sign Love up it. for something yeah, yeah. and try. <laughs> and, and I landed cutie pugs and I think a, a few other like industrials or something that year. And mm -hmm. it, it was just like, you just got to put yourself out there. But a lot of it was, was mom roles. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, you know, I guess that's just what's resonating off of me right now mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I am a mom and I'm, I'm in that age bracket. Mm -hmm. I think it's also like I've, what I was sort of explaining to people is like when, when I was in my twenties, it's yeah. not like I'm not an attractive person, but it's not like I'm like a hot 20, you know what I mean? Like, like what, what, what Hollywood or what TV sees as mm -hmm. that leading lady role, like, right. I, mm. you know, that's not me. Mm. So that, and then like, even like the quirky sidekick is like, I don't know how quirky I I appear to be right. Like, mm -hmm. so I think I've always been, um, more of that caring type. Yeah. So like, if anything, I, I'd be like a nurse maybe, but mm -hmm. you know, generally not that, that big of a role. So I, mm -hmm. I just feel like the mom, like, I, I don't know. I, and, and then usually when you're playing those roles, you want to be like thirties, like that's what they want. Like in your thirties, maybe and upwards mm -hmm. into your forties or, or whatever. But usually when they're casting 20 year olds, it's not, to be a mom or, you know, a doctor yeah. or a nurse or anything like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes you just fall into like mm. a bracket, I guess. Yeah. Fair enough. Is there uh, is there like a genre you yourself are, would be really interested in, in tackling? Like you go like serious dramas or maybe something a little lighter. Um, I, you know, I love everything. I, I, I feel like I, I tap, like I cry really easily. So I feel mm -hmm. like I've tapped into that, um, like the drama stuff <laughs> easily, but I love comedy. You know, I always said like, if, if I could be in a sitcom, and mm. just like be in Toronto, like working moms, like I would love to be on working moms. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that would just be ideal or, you know, like Jan or anything like that, where, I'm here, but mm -hmm. I, I'm going to work yep. and it's just down, down the street. I can take the TTC there. Uh -huh. Um, but it's to a studio and I'm doing something that I love to do and having great laughs and making friends and, and, and just hanging out mm -hmm. and some days will go longer than others. And, and, but you, it, like, you don't even, you can't even tell cause you're just having a great time. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Um, are there any actors right now or performers that you really look up to? What I've kind of really uh, tried to, I guess, envision myself being, or like, <laughs> I want to be her, yeah. uh, Amanda Bruegel. Mm -hmm. um, so she's, so when I kind of discovered her, it's because I saw her. So she's in Handmaid's Tale. She plays Rita on Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Ah. And, then, <clears throat> and then I saw her on Kim's Convenience. She plays Pastor right, Nina. Right, right. And oh. then she was also on Working Moms for mm. some episodes. And I was like, that's, that's exactly 
Like what I want to be like, you know, fine. I, I don't need to be a series regular and every yeah. single day on the same set. I'll, I'll go to three different sets. <laughs> They're all in Toronto. They're all like, I'm just going to a different set each every day. Like that's great. <laughs> um, and, and then I looked more into her, you know, she's in her forties. She's got two boys. She's uh, a woman of color mm. and she's, she's making it. She's killing it. And she's, uh, you know, and then since then, like she's, she's been in room, like she's been in on a lot of us stuff as well. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, you know, but she's not, you know, there's not paparazzi following around people that know her, know her, they know yeah. her work. She's great. She's gorgeous. She's all of these wonderful things, but she's not splashed all over any magazine. Like uh -huh. I'm like, her, that is who I would like to emulate, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. Her okay. life is what I want my life to be. Yeah, that would be like the sweet spot where it's like you don't, Perfect. everything is just nice and smooth. Yes. Do a little stuff here. Okay, so like, I guess we could kind of see it as that kind of um, position is would be what you would you would love to have as kind of the making it slash moment type of thing. Yes. Well, I mean, that would be like the ultimate, ultimate made it moment. I, I mean, uh, I, okay. I, I'm willing to say like, you know, if, if I didn't need a day job anymore, if yeah. I didn't need any other side gig and all I did was oh, like man. go to auditions, take mm. lessons of some type and, yeah. and sh shoot on set. Like that's it. That's, that's my made it. Oh my God. That's so true though. It's honestly like we always have our side hustle or, or our day jobs and everything like that that yeah. we need to do to fund our acting classes so that we can be more flexible with uh, shooting schedules if we book the roles. But mm -hmm. the moment that we don't need to work our Joe job or our side hustle. Yeah. That's the day, man. Yes. Day. Yes. Um, in light of quarantine, in light of COVID, uh, how has auditioning changed for you? Um, it's been quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one. I had my first like motion capture Ooh. audition uh, fairly recently. Don't get too excited and hear anything back. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was something different. <laughs> it definitely highlighted like I need more lighting. Like Luke <laughs> was saying, I, I because you're going to have to do a full body slate. Mm -hmm. How oh. else are they going to see you? Yeah, yeah. Right. You're not going in anymore. Right. Because before it was like, oh, just this part. If they like you enough, then they'll see the rest of your body. <laughs> but now it's like they need to see the whole body <laughs> um, and then decide if they want to see you again yeah. ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah. So I'm like, I need more light because I need to be able to pull back more because I do have a ring light, which mm -hmm. is what I'm using now, which is decent. <laughs> um, but if it's pulled back you know, where like, cause I also use it as a tripod for, for my phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's not great. Mm, good point. I just splashed like pretty good money on a ring light, but it's not like transferable to like a full body shot that you just said. Okay. I'm need but you know more. what though? Uh, because I, I did, I did take journalism for a few years as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you get clamp lights, like okay. just utility clamp lights that you can clamp. I mean, obviously you need to clamp them to something. So like a chair yeah. or like even on your tripod itself, but like on a different area, yeah, ideally yeah. you, it, you, you do sort of this side, this side, uh -huh. if you have enough one for a backlight. So you're like more three dimensional, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you can, as long as you're getting like daylight bulbs, 
then it just replicates as if there was you're standing in front of a yeah. very consistent sunlit window. It's, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned that because in, in university, I had to shoot some kind of online videos for our marketing club. And I did just that. I, I went to a, yeah, marketing club. I went to a, um, I went to a uh, Home Depot or like a Lowe's or whatever. I got clamp lights. I got, PVC piping to turn into stands that I could clamp the lights onto. So I really nice. YouTube the shit out of that and yes. then uh, and then tried it out. And then I realized that it actually looked better if I just used the natural lighting in the room <laughs> as, opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to just a, a glaring light. So sometimes right. I really like when I looked on YouTube, some of those like were looked really good, but for some reason I couldn't get it like that. So it, sometimes it yeah it's the somewhere. angle and then sometimes like you just need to put like wax paper as a Maybe. diffuser in front yeah because yeah, it because there's the wattage but then there's like the yeah. the temperature right Lighting. so you want the daylight temperature but sometimes the wattage is too much or something exactly. like that. I don't yeah know. lighting is an art in and yes. of itself totally and that's why there are specialists <laughs> so true <laughs> yeah. um i don't know i i don't know the uh the appropriate place for this next question because it's a bit more like serious if, if you did want to take it there um but i just wanted to ask and i'm going to ask every guest going on forward um in light of all that's going in the world right now uh what does being an artist mean to you um you know i i went through uh, you know like i i would say like the rest of the world you know the last couple of weeks have really made you look at things differently. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement has been around for many years, mm -hmm. but this, I mean, I think with the technology that's there, it's like you can't, it's not just like somebody recounted something. It's like you can watch it yourself. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even bring myself to watch George Floyd because I, I just knew, I knew what it was going to be. And, yeah. and being an actor and an artist, you are, you are very empathetic, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you, you put yourself into these situations yep. and um, I just found that it was overwhelming even just to, to read about it. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, you're just very empathetic to it mm -hmm. also. Like I like even just reading the words, I was just like, I can't I can't even do this. Um, but the other day I actually got into like a kind of a heated argument with with one of my like best friends on Facebook because mm -hmm. she had posted something about oh, with Candace Owens on it. Mm -hmm. And and I was just like, How like how can you even debate this? Mm -hmm. Um it, it's not about opinions. There's no, there's no other opinion. Mm -hmm. There's just this. And, yeah. and because you've never experienced it, right? Like, I mean, you know, as Asians, we've experienced racism, um, likely, but in a very different way. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Right. And, um, you know, generally speaking, we're not feared. <laughs> um, you know, we're, you know, we get made fun of because we're nerdy or we play piano and, and we're good at math, which I will, you know, disprove <laughs> all of that. Um, but it's, so it's a different experience, but we understand when it's, it's difficult to articulate when something's said and something's done and you're just like, I can't tell you why that pisses me off, <laughs> but it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then to have it escalate to a point where you are, you're victimized, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and I, and I think that I also look at it differently as a female, right? Because mm -hmm. definitely the intersectionality of it is, is that being a visual minority as well as being a woman, mm -hmm. um, I do fear for, for my life sometimes, but it's a very different kind of fear than it is that me just being Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. In in terms of just yeah, like uh, I'm sure we we encapsulate a lot more um, identities as opposed to just being an artist and everything like that. Of course, we're also Asian. I'm also I identify as male too. Uh, but just a role as an artist, I almost feel as if we we do have a a more call to action as opposed mm -hmm. to all the fluff that we might put out in terms of all our silly jokes and everything like that. I think right now is a time to galvanize ourselves and really identify what we can do as opposed to how we can feel to right. promote what is actually the better way forward. Yeah. And I mean, I, and I mm. think it's so easy to just be like, Oh, you know, I, I I'm going to post this and hopefully people are going to like it. And those mm -hmm. that don't just won't like it. And then that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've just sort of escalated to a point where you are actually going to have to call some people out yeah. and just be like, this is not okay. Mm -hmm. um, and, and a lot of the times we as artists are a little bit better at articulating uh, how we feel mm -hmm. and, and to try to, you know, explain it to somebody else who has no idea because they've never experienced it. Exactly. And all you can do is, is, you know, give them the benefit of the the doubt that they're they're just ignorant to yeah. how it is yeah yeah and try think, to explain it i think another level that in terms of like asian artistry or asian entertainers need to really push forward is like writing out more stories for like asian perspectives in, in terms of like those type of roles because i guess for your experience on the disney cruises right Everybody was so specific in their role. They had to play a role that was predetermined in the Disney lore, right? So Mulan, mm -hmm. how many options do you have as an Asian actress? You got you got Mulan, and that's the only one there. Right. And like, so pretty much, basically, if it's not us putting these roles out there, we can't wait for anybody to write these roles for us. So I think that's also another area that, from the Asian perspective, like that's what I'm also thinking of doing a bit more of is in terms of the actual writing and the content creation on that side. And yeah, no, it's, it's definitely an interesting time. I think even with the, I feel like with the black lives matter movement of wanting more perspectives, more um, acknowledgement, there have been so many movies out there and it's, it's just reached the point where even though you can talk about it as much as you can, like there's a great movie with Michael B. J Jordan, Michael right. B. Jordan, yeah, called Fruitvale Station. It came out like six, seven years ago. It was about a specific, um, uh, a black uh, male adult who was shot down in a, like a train, like a uh, MTA, like train station hmm. by the police. And it was a real case. And then they later turned it into uh, a film. And that was, that was years ago. And it's, you can see the same thing over and over again. So at a certain point, you know, artistry can only go so far and you got to have action. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I would say that I feel more responsibility as, as a, as a parent, as a mom, mm -hmm. 
um, with my children. You know, I've always been um, like a feminist, like through and through. Like, so, you know, from the get go, like I knew that my kids were going to get to, you know, if they like pink, they're going to wear pink. They're going to have pink stuff. My little one, he loves dolls. He's got lots of babies. Um, that's his thing. He also loves uh-huh. Hulk. It's a very, yeah. but he's always like, like his teddy bears will fight, but like his babies never fight. He just takes care of his babies oh. and it's very sweet. The older one is just super loving with his little brother, but he doesn't care about other babies. Like he just uh-huh. likes his, you know, little brother baby. Um, you know, but so, you know, and always kind of highlighting like, oh, you know, you've got, you know, boys can do what girls want to do and it's okay to cry and, and that type of stuff. So because of of this, you know, I've really made a point of talking about about other races as well, right? Mm. Uh, we were talking about Viola Desmond the other day and, um, you know, just, just, uh, just highlighting that, yo, you know, she's on the $10 bill and this is a story. And because my kids are half Asian, my husband is white. And, you know, I kind of like, you know, imagine if we paid, we all paid the same amount of money to go to the movie theater, but only daddy got to sit down there and we had to sit in a whole other section. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh, well, that's not fair. And I'm like, well, you know, everybody just dealt with it. But until this woman decided that it wasn't fair mm-hmm, and yeah. she, and she got thrown into jail for it. All right. And just talking about that, my one, the little one was not interested at all, but hopefully, you know, it seeps into his subconscious somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the older one was like actively participating. He was like, yeah, that, that sucks. And, you know, and I was kind of a, trying to avoid, I think as most parents do not bringing up racism. Cause you're just like, well, I don't know what to say and what to, you know, you know, I'd rather them just not know, right? Like don't see color. But I, I, I do think that it's important for them to, to recognize it because I, I think that regardless when something, you know, racist happens, they don't know how to articulate it. Mm-hmm. And we've been in so many situations I have for sure, where you'd laugh it off. Yeah. And you're just like, I shouldn't have laughed. <laughs> I should have said something. Yeah, um, yeah. And just trying to get them used to being like, Hey, you know, that's, I didn't, I didn't like what you said mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be a huge confrontation but just like hey I, I don't like that and then hopefully that person's like oh well I didn't mean to like what exactly you know and it starts a conversation or it brings a little bit of awareness yeah yeah oh, I love it love it um awesome thank you so much that's awesome um at the very end of our podcast we do this thing that's like called word association Okay. And <laughs> it's like a, it's like a palate cleanser just after the end is just ah, throw it in right. there. Okay. <laughs> um, so Josh, did you want to go first on this one? Sure. So pretty much we, yeah, we each have 10 words. I'll just go through my 10 words and then it's the first clear your head. First thing, first word that comes to mind after I say that word, throw it out there. Uh, okay. I'll start. So first word, family. Husband standing right there nice pineapple uh kalua oh. rain all alone solitude motivation happy kumquat Ugh. is that a word <laughs> like yuck it's <laughs> a it's a fruit it's a fruit at least i think it is uh yeah, yeah. Mountain. Top. Tightrope. Slick. 
<laughs> Satisfied. Crunchy. Ending. Long. Ooh, a long, long ending. I don't. Yeah, you, you, you can't try to figure this out in 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. Okay, so for my 10 that I have here. All right, so feel loose? Getting ready yes, to go okay. next? Okay, cool. Okay, challenge. Good. Craft. Mighty. Journey. <laughs> uh, journey. Road. Oh, road. Road. Okay. Uh, progress. Super. <laughs> um, Disney. Cruise. <laughs> uh, fire. Light. Health. Happy. Uh, tension. Tight. Set. Life. Genie. <laughs> That's you. That's you. <laughs> awesome. Give it up for Jeannie Wong. Great. Thank Woo. you. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thanks, guys. And it's amazing what you guys are doing. You guys are using this time uh, to create something awesome. And it's going to catch on. And the people that are watching are going to keep watching. And oh. they're going to tell people and other people. And thank you so much for having me on. This is the first one I've ever done. Ooh, oh, happy to get a lot of firsts. Thank you for, yeah, definitely. Thank you for joining us. We, we need as many, uh, you know, different perspectives as possible. Uh, and just ask everybody about the, that process because the process is different from, for everybody, you know, even though we yeah. all, I think we all have an idea of what making it is, but really mm -hmm. once you get into it, your, your preconceptions or your conception of what it is always changes and your own priorities change as well. So I think yes. it's important uh, that we all kind of talk about that and then, you know, see what happens uh, along the way. So thank awesome. you. Thank you so much, Thank Janie. you. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Nice meeting you, Josh. Nice meeting you, And I'll see you too. around, Lucas. See Can't you on wait. set. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Oh, actually, do we, uh, do you have anything to plug? I totally oh, forgot. Yeah. We, we, oh, yeah. Do you have anything, anything to plug? Oh. Anything to promote? Anything recent? Anything coming up other than, uh, I guess, I mean, the swan? Yeah, the swan, when things are safe to to go back, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, like if, if uh, by August we finish shooting everything, mm. then hopefully by the end of the year, it might be done editing, uh, edit, you know, and, and out, then definitely watch it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, that is mainly an all Asian cast. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Lucas, you auditioned for for one of the roles. <laughs> I, did, I forgot I did. about that. Yeah. yeah. We bumped into each other at the casting agency. Yes. It oh. was a good. It was a very good day. It was a very good day for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> for me. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's oh. okay. I, I got the bump right. Me. It's a blessing. Yeah. Right in Lucas's it's, face. <laughs> I know. It's important just to get in the room. Uh -huh. Um. Yeah, no, and and John Comerford, great guy, and he, uh, and just completely side note about manifesting and doing all this stuff is is that I was like I actually went on I IMBD and I was like you know what, um, IMDb. I was like okay, what are the shows that I want to be on? What is shooting in Toronto? What are the shows that I want to be on? And I found you know like Working Moms, you know Private Eyes or whatever, and I was like who casts for these people? 
And I wrote down these casting directors' names, and John mm-hmm. Comerford was one of the names. I was like, I need to get in front of him because if I can get mm-hmm. in front of him, then he'll see me, and then he'll he'll like me, and then he'll love yeah. me, and then uh, I'll get something, and he'll just keep calling me in. Eventually, I'll get through. And shortly thereafter, I got my first feature film audition, and he was the casting director, and I was like. I will call it sick. I will like, you know, I don't care what I'm doing. I'm getting to that audition. And, uh, and I, I, and then I, I got in. So, Hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. So since then he's actually sent me a few other auditions, um, you know, getting in front, getting in the room is, mm. is really important. So definitely <sighs> casting so, directors. Hey. That's a strategy. Yes. It's true. Yes. Um, where can people find you on social media? Uh, on Instagram, mainly uh, at Ginny Wong on set. Cool. Um, that's yeah, that's mainly where I am. I mean, I have a Twitter, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm not so. Twitter's tough. Yeah, Twitter's <laughs> tough to to grow. Like I've I've been trying, you know, trying to a certain degree, and it's like, oh no, it's just me and my other accounts following me. So that's, <laughs> so that's great. But yeah, no Twitter. It's Twitter's weird. Twitter's weird. I mean. Twitter's old sometimes. Anyways, Twitter's weird. Yeah. But okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, we'll have all of that up on uh, future posts and and stuff like that. Lucas, what's what are your handles? Uh, you can just find me on Instagram and on Facebook at Lucas John Ng. Cool, and cool. John. And for me, Josh Yang Comedy Instagram, Twitter. I I need more. <laughs> I can't just follow myself. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Facebook and YouTube and everything. But uh, also, yeah, to our listeners, follow wherever uh, your podcast uh, platform is and as well as the youtube channel subscribe and like um but yeah cool thank you great podcast thank you so much for having me thank you have a good one Bye. bye lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.